Hello and welcome. The name of this podcast series is Taboo Truths and Tales. So why these particular T words are all in the title, you may may want to know. Fair question. It's because this podcast deals with subject matter considered to be taboo. This podcast deals with a person's perception of truths. And this podcast deals with storytelling tales of fiction told by an individual. You need to choose for yourself what you perceive as truths versus tales because very often in real life that distinction is not crystal clear. This podcast is marked explicit. What that means, you should not listen to this podcast if you happen to be under the age of 18 or if someone under age 18 is listening there with you. Explicit means nobody under age 18 should be listening to this podcast series. So here we go. Taboo Truths and Tales is hosted by Madeira D'Souza. That's me. Some of you may know me by my nickname as Woody. Whatever you want to call me, I welcome you here to this podcast, which is definitely intended for people who are 18 or older. Thank you. Now let's get started. Good evening. Welcome. This is another episode from the series at HorrorPodcastVegas.com. This episode title is Desperately Seeking Mislaid Eggs. Some men have sexual fantasies involving castration. Yes, that's totally true. Even though most men would never want to endure a real-life experience such as losing their balls, the sexual fantasies occur nonetheless. And now, here is the episode called Desperately Seeking Mislaid Eggs. I am desperate. I know that now. Truly and clearly desperate. I was born as a male, but when I was in my 20s, everything changed for me so suddenly. And now, I am desperate. Ever since that horrible experience I had in my 20s, I have been searching desperately. Maybe you can benefit from knowing me. I'm hoping here today that if you were to learn of that horrible experience I had in my 20s, you might reach a new understanding that you never attained before. And reaching that level of new understanding would certainly be a worthwhile milestone for you. I'm sure of that. Even though this is not a subject which is talked about openly at all, I am someone who is desperately seeking mislaid eggs. Listen to what happened to me as I tell you in my own words. I will not hold back anything. This is difficult. This is not at all easy for me to talk about. But I am ready now to tell you all that you must know about me. I am known as Ren. Just Ren. That is short for render if you want the truth. 
Today I live and work in a metropolitan area in the Deep South. I have lived all my life here in one or more of the southern states. I was overpowered by a group of other men. This was while I was in the Army. I was singled out for this attack late at night on the Army base in a southern state. I believe it was seven men who jumped me that night. They beat me up. Each took turns punching me in my face, my gut, and especially in my balls. Then they stripped me naked. I was horrified as each of the seven of these army men fucked me from behind. My ass was so sore afterwards. The burning sensation I felt down there cannot really be described accurately using words. As if my humiliation over being fucked one night by seven men in succession was not enough, these guys took things one big step further. I woke up in the hospital. I was informed that my cock and balls had been cut off by my attackers. So it is that I am here today, alive. I live to tell my story. Yeah, but I am not who I once was at all. I am someone else now. No longer am I the good-looking young man who was easily aroused sexually and would stick my dick into any man who wanted me. Up until my twenties when I joined the army, I was a happy and virile man. I thought my future was so bright. I was wrong. Very wrong. I am here today to tell my story. Don't want you to feel pity for me. That's not the point here. Not at all. No pity for the guy whose cock and balls were stolen from him. Not at all. Well, the short version of my story goes like this. I regained consciousness in a hospital after seven men attacked and raped my ass. I was told that they had cut off my cock and balls. I went through several surgical procedures in that hospital. I guess I could say that I was more or less fixed up so that my groin area was not completely trashed. After the surgeries, I was able to piss. The doctors had to make incisions to allow my urine to pass out of my body. But whenever I need to piss these days, I must sit down on a toilet. No more pissing standing up like I had been accustomed to doing all my life until my maleness was stolen from me. Those surgeries gave me an opening in my groin area for the necessary outward flow of my urine. I soon thereafter realized that opening also enabled me to allow men to stick their erect cocks in. Yeah, I was surgically given a frontal opening that let me get fucked by men from the front, face to face. Of course, the surgeries only were intended to repair heavy physical damage I had sustained. The whole point was to restore a certain level of normalcy for me. I mean, I was given the ability to urinate sitting down. I guess I would call urinating sitting down as normal. But I want you to understand something important. The surgeries I had did not restore all the functioning of all the nerve endings that were located in the area where my genitals once were. What I can feel as a result of those surgeries is the sensation of my own urine passing out of my body. What's missing are sensations from many nerve endings located in the area where my genitals once were. The nerve endings are just no longer there at all. 
Right now you may not realize something vital you need to know. The head of a man's cock has around 4,000 nerve endings. That's why the head of a man's cock is so sensitive and provides such strong sensations for him. Then, the shaft of a man's cock has even more nerve endings. And, of course, the sack which holds a man's balls has additional nerve endings, too. His balls also have many nerve endings. This means that after I lost my balls and my cock, there were no nerve endings remaining there. This was a major loss, yes. But at least I am alive today. What am I missing out on now? I will tell you. I am not able to feel the sensation of a man sticking his erect cock in there into me from the front. I know it's going in. No sensation from him plunging his stiff cock into me from the front of me. Of course, yes, I am able to feel his body thrusting into me while he is fucking me. I do feel his thighs, his legs, his pelvis and his chest as he plunges in and out while fucking me. And yes, I am able to feel the strong vibrations or shuddering during his orgasmic release when he shoots his juices into me. And, most important of all, I can watch his eyes and face as he comes. That's the very best thing. Since a man and I are in a face-to-face -face position while fucking, I am always able to watch his eyes and the incredible expressions overtaking his face during his orgasm. Watching that turns me on in ways I may never fully understand. One of my sexual partners looks especially memorable while he is fucking me. This guy's facial expressions usually are in the angry range. Or at least he so often looks irritated and annoyed. That's just what we all expect from him every day. But while he is fucking me from the front, I watch his eyes dance in absolute joy. I see his facial expression transform from anger or irritating or annoyance into blissful release. He says non-verbally that he has been set free from the everyday pains of life. His face is nothing less than joyous surprise and disbelief at the moment of his orgasm. His expression is freedom from all worldly concerns. He shall be released and he knows it. His face contorts in spasms of the thrills his body is experiencing. Thrills, shock, release, joy, freedom and escape. His face says to me that he wants to come and come again for several hours while fucking me. I tend to hang out with men who want to be with someone who has been neutered. What does it mean to be a eunuch? No balls. No cock. I am missing external proof of masculinity. I choose to work out at a gym to build up my muscular look. And I am on a regular regimen of male hormones to keep my voice from sounding female and to prevent a whole mess of other complications after castration. The particular men I want to hang out with all want to fuck me from the front and they can do so because I have been neutered. That's the truth I know today. I accept what I have become. I am a eunuch. It was not my choice. But I accept what I am today. At least I am still alive even if my cock and my balls are gone forever. 
I definitely do not in any way want to come across as if I have expertise on a person's identity based on their gender. But I know what I know from my own experience and will be happy to share that with you. I happen to be someone who was born a male and who had his genitals forcibly removed without his consent. That makes my gender identity different compared to someone who was born a male and then chose to have his male genitals removed with his consent so that he could go on and live in society as a woman instead of living as a man. Someone who is a trans woman is similar to me in that she has had her male genitalia removed. The major difference is the choice to have their cock and balls removed. And although I am a eunuch, I refer to myself as a male today. I think of myself as male today. I present myself outwardly to the world as male today. I am a he instead of a she and I am a him and not a her and I must admit something important. Since I started out in this life as a gay man I consider my sexual orientation to be exactly as it always was before my castration. My sexual orientation and my sexual identity remain intact after my castration. I don't know if that is typical or whatever. And yes, I have close friends who are trans women. Not surprisingly, we share a lot in common experiences as far as getting fucked from the front after removal of our male genitalia. Some of my trans women friends want to do all they can in life to avoid appearing or behaving in masculine ways. This is another way that I am different from trans women. I want to appear and behave in masculine ways, and that is what I do every day. My essential appearance as masculine and my behaviors also as masculine do not interfere in any way with my getting fucked from the front by men. Sometimes on rare occasions, I want to get fucked by two men at the same time. One is in front. The second one takes up my rear. If they both come at the same time, wow. That's difficult to match with anything else in this life. Kind of like standing on the San Andreas Fault during a 7.9 earthquake. But such is for rare occasions only, though. Getting doubled fucked like that is not standard behavior for me at all. I do want to mention one historical piece of information worth knowing about. There once were aggressive tribes long ago that cut the cocks and balls off the men whom they had just conquered in battle. The neutered men were bound at their wrists and ankles and each was immediately fucked from the front. That fucking from the front was a powerful way to validate exactly who was the victor of the battle versus who was the defeated. Their wrists and ankles were bound and then their cocks and balls cut off and then each was fucked from the front. It was a vivid ritual in the social and military sense. This was not a sexual routine. This was not what today might pass for role-playing BDSM. And, of course, there was no thought given by the victorious warriors to whether the vanquished ones got any pleasure at all from getting fucked. The whole point was brutal punishment. Quite simply that forced the vanquished ones to fully and deeply understand that they truly and permanently had lost everything they had fought for and defended. It was a deeply personal defeat that was intended to be intensely dark and terrifying. The vanquished ones had no choice now. They had to accept there was no path back to normal life after they lost in battle. 
they would not be kept alive as prisoners or slaves. What happened next to the vanquished ones after getting fucked from the front was often that their throats were slit from ear to ear. Their violated bodies dropped to the bloody ground and rocks. The victorious warriors cheered wildly in celebration. And the process repeated time after time in subsequent battle after battle after battle. And that is probably more than enough for today. This person called Ren needs to be silent for a little while. My name comes from the word render because I am a rendered person. I am by definition a neutered man and that rendered me into who I am today. I lost my eggs. My balls. My nuts. My manhood. That profound experience turned me from a male person into a eunuch. I have been desperate ever since. Yeah, that's the best word. Desperate. I am desperately seeking something which is completely impossible. Desperately seeking mislaid eggs. Desperately Seeking Mislaid Eggs is the title of this narrated horror story you just heard. It was written and produced by Madeira de Souza. The episode Desperately Seeking Mislaid Eggs is from the horror podcast Vegas series. If you dare for a scare, you can visit horrorpodcastvegas.com where you will find much more horror-themed mayhem and intense taboo tales. Go to the website horrorpodcastvegas.com where you will find many narrated tales designed to make you feel uneasy. That feeling will distract you from all your worries and cares in this life. Or make you feel worse. Oh, go ahead. You know you want more horror. Everyone does. I promise you that. Good evening. And I wish you pleasant dreams tonight. Just fall asleep and do not worry about a thing. You need rest right now. Close your eyes. <laughs>